Hey there, skips and skipperettes from all across the vast wastelands known only as Internet Land, and welcome back to Tales from the Jungle Cruise. Well, today is part two of our great chat with Skipper Sue B and with uh, Tim Meltriger. Um, we had a great time sitting down chatting and sharing some stories. We get a little bit more into the uh, activism and kind of the feminist side of things where uh, women really had a changing role at Disney. Uh, to all of our new listeners who are joining us, welcome. We've got a lot of great stuff coming up in the next few weeks. Just as a reminder, everyone, um, I'm getting married. Yay! And basically, for the month of November, um, it's going to be either be reruns or it's going to be me taking some time off. But I'll try to get a rerun episode up. We also are going to be remastering all of our sound on all of the episodes and getting a little bit better sound quality for you as well. Uh, but welcome to everyone. We hope you enjoy the uh, podcast. Uh, we'll be back around Thanksgiving. Uh, I got two more episodes, uh, and then we'll be taking a little hiatus, just a little heads up. Other than that, I want you to enjoy the second half of our fun with uh, Tim and Sue. And make sure you uh, join us over on Facebook, facebook.com slash junglecruise, C-R-E-W-S. And if you know someone or you are someone who might like to appear as a guest on the program, uh, just give us a yell, junglecruise, C-R-E-W-S, at gmail.com. All right, everyone, Kungaloosh, and uh, enjoy the episode. We'll see you soon. I actually want to uh, ask you, Sue, because... We haven't talked to Sue nearly. No, that's, that's why I'm... fine. Um, there are a number of people that I've talked to who seem to, hold, seem to hold you in very high regard. Um, <laughs> and a lot of the discussions that came out were because you seem to... Uh, in other people's opinion, you were, you were a spokesperson for your gender. Is that a nice way of saying it, I guess? Oh, yeah. Sue's a feminist. That you, um, went, I'm, I'm that you went to bat. Basically, I was bat. outspoken, and I probably was... Politically incorrect a lot of times. No, but it's funny no. that voice my opinion and would get that evil eye. Um, I am surprised I didn't get in more trouble. Well, let him finish his have, question. He's go got ahead. a good go question. Yeah, well, but you, um, it, it, it sounds like from other people I've talked to that you were one of the people who really went to bat for things that make sense, like eyeshadow and eyeliner being okay. And I had nothing to do with that. No, okay. No. How about the nylons though? I did the nylons. But yeah, but I, mean, I just heard that that you know, if there was a cause that was behind women, that you makeup. were that you were strong, a strong voice of that. What was well, the no, mani- Sue actually like also as well, also made sure that that you know she said that they they didn't we didn't have to shave our pits. So, <laughs> so that was very important, by the way, to Sue. She didn't want to shave her pits anymore, so she didn't. I wanted to be like Patty. Smith. Well, there were, well, there, were a lot, there were a lot of costumes that showed that off anyway. Yeah, so, you oh know. yeah, totally. And she wore every one of them. Um, but I mean, what was what was the tone of management at the time toward women in the park? Was it a different was it a different animal at that point? What what did you experience? It was a different animal. I mean, it was completely different in the eighties as far as any kind of um, uh, advancement. Like, if you wanted, you had to be a certain way and um, not so outspoken. And uh, like a friend of mine, Shada and Lynn, we were like. Vicious sisters, as we were called back in the day. Yeah, we'd have, there's no way we'd even be considered for supervisor or ambassadors of the world. <laughs> Certainly not. Now, now was, that, yeah. was that era, um, was it, because I know now it's A-leads and all that. Was it, were there supervisors on the attraction that were cast members? That, had that gone away in the time you were there? Because I know that there was a time where it was a different structure. For... It was all, the, it was, what it was, was each attraction had a lead okay. or a foreman. Um, and that's, I mean, every attraction. Tiki Room had, it was combined with the Treehouse, and like Rocket Jets was combined with Mission to Mars, 
later years when they put it in one rotation, but Mission to Mars was alone at one point. Things like that. Certain attractions had them. Um, Jungle Cruise had its morning, its opening, mid, and closing. Same with, like, Big Thunder. Because Big Thunder had just opened in 79, so I hired in right after it opened. Yep. Shooting galleries always had a lead because there was cash handling involved in that. Um, and then you had your, they'd call them the TSAs, um, Temporary Supervisor Assignment, uh, which would mean they were in there temporarily, and if they passed, they'd become permanent supervisor. And then you had your managers, and then you'd have um, your area manager, and then you'd have your, he'd oversee everything, which was Glenn Hicks at the time. We had, like, Glenn Hicks, and we had, like, Larry Nunes and Gil Skarnakia. Um, i trying to think of who else was up there at the time. Larry Funk was our TSA, and so was Mike Hagman, um, Sue Hilberg. Uh, but you were, you were kind of afraid of them in a way, because when they would come over, it was... It was just like, a, it was yeah. like, you know, you, cause we were, we were screwing around all the time. I mean, and then you had a foreman on the attraction. So the daytime was completely different than the nighttime. It like would shift. Like same with Jungle Cruise. You know, you knew like if you were with George Park, yeah. if you messed around, you'd be sent on your break. He knew the, the rules of the union, two breaks and a lunch during the day, but you were in a rotation. So you get more. But I remember there were times where, <laughs> sorry, he'd send people stand on the catwalk, but it's my break don't care, stand on the catwalk. And they would, yeah. you know, military type thing. He would make sure they got their two breaks and a lunch, but the other ones, they would stand on the catwalk. So, yeah. so the daytime, and then you'd have the night leads come in, and they were a little bit more laid back, and you can get away with a lot more. Well, and you, uh, seniority-wise, you would have had the higher seniority daytime usually. Mm-hmm. So A's. Those, yeah, it was probably the people who, you know, were less prone to be screwing around. Until the summertime and, and the holiday season, and then they would bring in... Um, uh, the A's would pretty much stay on the same attraction, but they'd also get moved around to where the hours were in the park, especially yeah. in the slow season. And then, like, the Christmas time and summer, that's when, like, the new people would be thrown in there and, yeah. you know, welcome to George Park. <laughs> Did you ever work with George Park? <laughs> Probably. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah I, was, I was yeah. a CT in 87. Yeah. yeah so he what, was, was the, what was the line like today, by the way, just out of curiosity for Jungle? Oh, um, oh well, it, it, I got there at 10 in the morning this morning, okay, so it so just opened, fast, so yeah. it was very, very quick. That, it's bizarre that now you'll get 45-minute and longer waits for Jungle. But they don't necessarily always open the upstairs. Uh, yeah, it depends on, but I, I, for people I've talked to, it's open more often than not now. Oh, really? Um, is it that they have fewer boats? or just No, the, the, the park is more full all the time. Oh. They, still have, they have eight boats in the rotation that hold 45 or 48 people. But the park is just too busy. I mean, it's it's well, always yeah. packed. This morning was one of those times where I think I'd heard Laura refer to it as well, where or you had actually, where there were times where you could basically like depend on it being kind of dead. Yeah. yeah. This is there that's, was rare, a, that's rare now. I know that. Yeah. There's no off season. There would have yeah. been nobody there. There would have been nobody yeah. there. It's, it was like you couldn't wait to ER. Yeah. Yep. You'd yeah. hope to get ER number yeah. one, yeah. two, or three. It was pretty busy. But yeah. now again, October has got the Halloween. Yep. Mm-hmm. November's got the Nightmare well, Before Christmas and, and, and they all, have APs. Christmas is a big deal. I mean, APs have just filled the park up. I mean, that's... I'm one of them. Yeah. Mm, you have to be if you want to be able to afford to go there. I love the park. Mm-hmm. I have always... I, I always have. I, I, I liked there. I liked it before I started working there. I had a good time working there, and now it belongs to my boy. So, He's going to be working there soon. Uh, God, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. You know, Great House is a good example. Great House's girls work there. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah totally. Well, and I really think that, you know... and I. Things I've said repeatedly. I think it's a great out of high school job mm-hmm. for the summer or for you know people who don't know what they want to do when they go to college. Yeah, you're take, working outside, yeah, take and a meeting girls. It's well, like perfect, and you're working for a company, you know, for a corporation, and you're learning multiculturalism. I've seen people go in, you know, bigoted and all that, who walk out at the end of their 
six months or whatever there who've had their, you know, experiences turned around by, you know, more of a real world experience. I think it's a great, you know, summer job or, you oh, know, I know a lot of people, at least in the eighties. Okay. Who had actually like grown up very, very sheltered, uh, like me, for example, <laughs> and like met gay people for the first time and they were everywhere. Oh, 83. That's when they all came out. Yeah, and that and, was like and, a shock to the system as well, because you couldn't be gay and be a supervisor. And I knew several that had to be very closeted at the time because it was kind of a shame because the old regime of the John Cora and the Bob Gold well, and were Sumik's very, incredibly serious, very homophobic. Because you know what? And, it, like and then it turned around. After a couple lawsuits went That was know, a threshold, and, I think, yeah. for a lot of people. And, and it's funny at least, because... At least in the 80s. There's yeah. a perception now about how gay-friendly the Disney company is. Oh, yeah. And it's funny how... Often that gets attributed all the way back down the line to the 50s. And, and they weren't. It was a very conservative company. It was uh, a company that, obviously, you know, I think that women had a deeper role going into the 70s and 80s. But it wasn't, you know, a big, it wasn't a time of Cyndi Lauper and, and Madonna at that point. No. It was still, you know, a different world. There were very few women supervisors. And if they were, they were in foods. Yep. Um, and then you had the real stronghold ones that were just... Can I say bitches? I don't yeah. know, like the Esther Viljak. And, <laughs> Go uh, for um, it. Come on. <laughs> some of them were just like nasty human beings, but um, yep. they got that way. They probably were that way because of the environment they worked in. So can't be a hundred percent to blame if they yeah. wanted to move ahead in the company. It's probably the only way they could. Well, and it was yeah. I mean, when you're at that point when it's women in a man's universe, mm -hmm. you know, women made themselves like men, and it took people. You know, time to break through that and 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 be in a different in a different role. Mm -hmm. Was there was there resistance from management toward women? Did you feel like, or was it were they fairly open to? I didn't really notice it to be honest with you because I was in college and yeah. it was my fun part time job, which kind of turned into seventeen years uh, <laughs> continuing going to college. Yeah. But um, at the at that early time, I I mean there were a few women supervisors, so I didn't really pay much attention to it. Sure. Um, what I did notice was how they were against their their homophobia, and that really bothered me a lot. But that was still the era where everybody was really coming out of the closet. Well, and that was, and that was the, you know, the AIDS crisis was, was in full swing in the 80s. and Later 80s, yeah. yeah. Cause I remember, well, we'll never forget it was Christmas 83, like on Big Thunder. It's like everybody came out of the closet and we wanted to get t-shirts, but we couldn't get them approved that were at Big Thunder where the women are women and so are the men. <laughs> and we couldn't get that approved. But they're really picky, like any kind of canoe t-shirts or anything well, you had. But yeah, I think Disney has become kind of like a, a lightning rod for gay issues anymore. And it took me a long well, time. They have to, gay days and well, everything yeah, in there now. It took me a so. long time to realize that Red Shirt Days was not a Star Trek tribute. I didn't yes. realize that. That that was that was actually mm -hmm. a different type of. That's all. That's also sitting out the first season in college sports. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right, Red oh, Shirt. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he has a I'm number not sure of how meetings. that would work in Disney. Yeah. all the same. Just like you're not there the first weekend of October. Yeah, I mean, but, I mean, as far as like the social, the social aspect of it all goes, it's true. A lot of people actually like worked among gays for the first time oh, yeah. in their lives. Oh, it, it opened it opened up people's you know viewpoint. But yeah, I mean, it's oh no, I knew a lot of mean gay guys while I was yeah. working there. <laughs> right? Um, um, but uh, but all the same, a lot same. of fun ones too. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, um, and one who's now the mayor of West Hollywood. Really? John Duran. Really? Did we work Worked with Jungle him? Cruise. No, I did. Oh, you did. He was my foreman on the Tiki Room and Big Thunder and the shooting galleries, and he was on Jungle Cruise. 
I wonder if one of the themes that you come back to, though, oftentimes uh, when you're talking to people, is your, you know, people like you know Cisco and stuff like that. They actually also worked on the Jungle Cruise for the very first time. They were exposed to people who were so naturally funny, right? Oh, people uh, who yeah. were really talented. People who actually there, like there a were a lot of very talented it. people. On well, there. again, Sue's one, Joy is one. Oh, I Joy! Mean, there's, there's just our like, first Joy day, is so funny. Our first day was a disaster. Scott Seaver, remember how yeah. funny? Oh, yeah. I mean, he, you know, he not how funny he was. I mean, how funny he is. He's with like one of those guys. Well, and like, Fisher, same way again. Whatever you want to say about Ron, and I still have a lot of fond memories of him, is he was probably one of the funniest dudes I ever knew. Well, and Grant, I, I'm i stunned by Grant. I think Grant is hilarious. Grant's really funny. Yeah. yeah, so I think that there is, and there are people, I think the reason why we remember the people who are that way is because Jungle had its kind of own weeding out process, because people who didn't get it or who just weren't funny, didn't enjoy that kind of uh, a mentality... They just didn't stay. They either, you know, didn't pass through training or... So it's kind oh, of... Was I don't a know. Little... It's funny you say that because, uh, you know, respectfully, I kind of disagree because I knew a lot of guys who, who continued to work on that ride who were not funny. Yep. And it was miserable to work with them because they were so unhappy. And so anytime the draw came up and they got a jungle shift, they were miserable to work for because they were negative and they brought mm-hmm. everybody down. Yeah, yeah, that's the sad part. Yeah, like I mean, these were dudes That was act... part of narrations. The whole point when Bruce was doing that was to try and prove that if you had people that really enjoyed these attractions and get people that hate them off mm-hmm. and then have a total guest interaction, you can make these fun. And I bet and Bruce was betting them or doing proving a point that he could get the guest compliments and everything up. And we did. Yep. We totally did on all the attractions. The only problem was um, our our um, counts were down sure. and they wanted to get the capacity up. But at the point we were told we didn't it didn't matter. So no, we didn't care. And, well, I, and I don't know if it actually is like Two people on the boat, send it. <laughs> but I mean, among the people that I still am in touch with, and I'm still in touch with a lot of them, yep. um, no, no, none of the people who are still my friends were bad spielers. Okay? They were all good spielers. Yep. Sue was. Lambert was. Um, Steve Franks was. Doug DeVette was. All the guys I still know, it, I still know they were all good spielers. Yep. They were positive, funny people. You know, a handful of them, not so. I mean, again, this is not to say that all of my Disney friends are good. Well, actually, all of them are. I'm still not in touch. A lot of, I mean, the people who I am in, in touch with, guys who are coming to my wedding, are all funny, great. You know, those are the people you remember. But I, I, I do think it distilled it a little bit. I think that you, because you got to see them, and a lot of what you were doing was to amuse the people you worked with, as well as keeping yourself That's from a huge going thing. stir crazy. Yeah. So you know, you go out of your way to do doc jokes. Or you go out of your way to, to, you know walk up to someone in the shipping office and say something fine. Whatever it is, you know, that's... The shipping office. That's the what you remember. Mm-hmm. You know, because it is that. I mean, yeah. And it would also depend timing. I mean, the daytime, if it's like 500 degrees Fahrenheit, who wants to be funny in the heat? Yeah. Oh, my God. Or it's true. Yeah. And it's, and it's or like 15, at 1145 20 when it's raining and freezing. Yeah, <laughs> 15 to 20 like degrees hotter from, in that Christ, canopy. this is miserable. What about you people? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my I, God. You can get away with a little bit more free phone taping era, which I think 95 still was. So it's like, yeah, yeah. I wonder if a lot yeah. of people are doing that. I'll tell you what, there were there were, there were also, I, I always like to talk to cast members as well because I like to know the subtle ways they tormented the guests. Anyone who worked the Jungle Cruise with any amount of regularity knew where the boat would actually rock. Mm-hmm. Like which turns would cause the boat to rock. So on a rainy night, you would have the water all collected. Oh, yeah, because yeah. at 11 up, o'clock up at night, the... you, would sit there at all, you would sit there at load forever because no one was coming on the ride. So you'd have to wait for about five minutes for a crew. That would be just enough time for the water to collect in the canopy. Yep. So you would go really slow with the rainforest, 
really slow through, like, you know what I mean, the temple, really yep. slow through the take, elephant pool. Take the S-curve mm-hmm. a little hard. At some point, you take it, and yes, you would pull a, you, 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 you would act, yep. the boat would rock right there where it usually derailed, and mm-hmm. you would soak the people, the poor people <laughs> who never saw it coming. <laughs> We used to do that, by the way. I think you may remember as well. We would wear you wear the big white hat on Big Thunder, and then you would stand underneath the gutter where the water was coming off the roof, and it would run off your hat and into the train. Oh yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> could, you couldn't see the the moisture on the train seat. Same yeah. with Brute Night. Brute Night. Yeah, we used to wear a lot of cologne on Brute Night. I understand it was. Um, Laura was saying that uh, it was the Fridays were. Fridays were low fly days. She was telling me that, she, that at some attraction on Fridays you would keep your zipper down. Really? What attraction was this? Not Did so I miss much. this? Sue and no. I would occasionally we, do. We, we would occasionally Laura do grouping and drag. Laura, yeah. specific, Laura, oh, that was Laura my specifically favorite. mentioned you on this. Really? Low fly? Oh, I do recall that. Okay, yes, so you know that's that one. right. We would wait. Yeah. We would actually we, we would work with our flies down. Yep. Yeah. See yeah. if anyone would notice. They would notice always. And you'd pull them up and you'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. And then it'd be funny. There you go. <laughs> That's how you enter. Again, you entertain yourself. It probably doesn't sound funny right now in no, the recollection. I, I, I think it's one of those, you know, in-person, live things. It needs to be. I'm starting to think maybe that might have been one of my ideas. Probably. The lipstick, I know, was my idea. I made you do that. Yeah, that was funny. It was funny. We'd group for 30 minutes and see if anybody would comment, and they were all too afraid. Yeah. Because you'd put, like, whatever happened to baby Jane, and I'd make him do it, too. And we'd be like, how many to party? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that's that, that's another thing, by the way. Did you, when you talk to the Jungle Cruise skippers, though, as far as people who are who are, did they spend a lot of time there? Because eventually, I I got away from it. I worked at Big Thunder for, for yeah. a long, long well, time. I, that eventually became my favorite ride to work. I think part of the the mentality, the management, is to not leave people at Jungle for too long because I think the water gets into your system and makes you a little crazy. Oh yeah, and Dan so they, Avila and Doug Devet got killed by the Jungle Cruise because yeah. because yeah, they, they 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 killed them there. They made them trainers there and week after week after week after week they were training there. It was rough. Yeah. So they they I think they try to move people around as much as possible. Um, you know, I think I knew not counting the, the California Adventure thing. I think I knew like four or five attractions um, in the time that I was there. So yeah, it's I I think that if they if you're there as often as some of the people are you start getting creative with your ways of, of amusing yourself, and that's where it gets dangerous. Yeah. is that? Do they still have an A form in there? Yeah, they do. Okay. Because I got rid of those, uh, was it, what year was it they were getting? 97? Right before? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, for a little while they, they had changed that whole structure. But yeah, no, now, now they have, for a long time it was it was Jerry York was the, Okay. Uh, for a very wow, long time. Wow, Jerry York. Yeah, he's still there. I see him every okay. now and then. Um, Maybe we should go back and apply. I mean, we are job hunting, right? It's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Should we go back and work at the Jungle Cruise? Yeah. Only if we he, he You heard him say it at the very beginning of the podcast, going back, it doesn't have the same magic. Oh, well, yeah. Well, yeah, that's, I think the other side of it, too, is that uh, we, there's another prevailing theme that you know, if you could go back, like, one day a month, there's a lot of people who just go back and do it just to do it. Or, you know, go back and spend a month or two and, you know, just do it and then quit just to be able to... You know, to to do the attraction. Did you go to Toontown? I I wouldn't. I I avoid going to Toontown as a guest. I don't even it's like. Horrible. That's yeah. a Try terrible place. I was. Um, uh, yeah, no, I believe it. My my so honey. Wear. My kid loves to. My honeymoon too. corresponded yeah, with. Rides are out now. Yeah, my honeymoon with my ex-wife corresponded to the opening weekend, and she wanted to go down to Disneyland because we were poor, young, dumb, stupid kids. So that was our honeymoon at the time. 
And, uh, yeah, we were there during the two, and Roger Rabbit with, you know, two hour lines. Uh-huh. That, was, that wasn't in the actual opening of Toontown. That opened later. Yeah. And by the way, the killing that kid on Roger Rabbit took care of those lines. They're not as bad now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. I had to go. I had to endure a day. Yeah. I personally do not like going back to the park. So do you I really not like going back to the park no, ever? I, it's like a nervous twitch. I don't want to go in. Why? So you had so many good experiences I had there. good experiences and good memories, and I have a lot of good friends. doesn't mean I want to go in and wait in line for a silly thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I But I like do have to there. say, Cars Land is pretty good. Yeah. I was pretty impressed. The, the Radiator yeah. Springs Racer it's is pretty a good. great attraction. Yeah, that's pretty good. But anyway, we had to go, little Joey, my friend's son, my gay friend who has an adopted son. So we had, it's a dad that, we went, we waited. I go, look, the line's really short. I forgot that there's a queue from Helen there. We waited 45 minutes to get on that stupid ride. And Joey kept, you know, he was, ADT was kicking in too. He's like, when are we going to get on? I said, I don't know. I think we should get out. We couldn't get out. We were trapped. Have you ever been in there, like that queue? Yeah, no, oh my god, rough. it was trapped. You got to go through well, like one little house. How did I not remember? Yeah, house. I well, couldn't like how remember. Indy's queue is that way too. Yeah, I know. But it's a little bit bigger. Too. Like you know, at least you can breathe. And Roger Rabbit, you're like, it's like Toontown. It's, you know, it's like Toons. Yeah. You're like yeah, enclosed. Yeah, no, Toontown's and, a terrible. And place. you couldn't escape. At least well, to Indy, you can get out. Well, Toontown, uh, Roger Rabbit was one of the first queues that they really did that with, where it was that themed queue to really. You know, play that up and to really decorate the queue like that. It's was a, great. It's well, the queue it's became cute. part of the ride. Yeah. But yeah, when you're stuck back there on a hot day and it's it was it's steamy and right, you right. Know, you have the, uh, the dip so we ushered him out of there quickly. I said, "No Mickey House, no like I don't even know if that slides open. We're not going near that you area. Are, like not fun to go to Disneyland with. <laughs> no, I yeah. Well, I think it burned. I mean, if, if it's I tried. You know, <laughs> no, it's fine. You get the, you get an A for effort for sure. Mm-hmm. That was very pleasant the whole day. I think wasn't I, Rob? Okay. <laughs> I, I, I actually agree. I don't, I don't know how people enjoy it now with the What? I go seasons. all the time. No, no, no. With, <laughs> with like weekends and peak seasons and trying to well, go on a, a weekend. To I go on to, Sundays yeah. a lot. Do you? Well, I go to Tom Sawyer's Island. Not very crowded. It's I not Tom Sawyer's. Isn't it called the Pirate's Lair well, or something call it silly? Tom Sawyer's Tom's Island. Yeah. yeah. Um, not because I'm like an adherent to like the tradition, but I just call it Tom Sawyer's okay. Island. Um, 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 just like I always look for West Street. It's not even there anymore. It's called Magic Wares. I know. Yeah. It's called. It's called Disney Boulevard. Or Disneyland Drive. Disneyland Drive. Yeah. yeah. Disneyland Drive. Disneyland Drive. Yes. Yeah, Change that with uh, when Downtown Disney went in. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, is some of the craziest traffic management in the universe. It's, it never makes any sense. The cops are always there. They've always got it closed off for some reason. I've had a lot of them so many times. It is a pain because I go and pick up Bruce a lot. So yeah, from House yeah. of Blues. So it's like, ugh. Yeah, it's to do it. See, so, yeah, no, do, do, what's your lie, by the way? My lie is... I, I just go down, make a U-turn, and turn right. Oh, not me. I go in and I hang a left, and I yell at the cop, and I roll the window out and tell my... It's not really, it's my, just traffic control. I have to pick up my 13-year-old daughter. Mm, there you go. It always works. It works Try so. that lie. Okay. Okay, we've gone yeah. off the Jungle Cruise again. Yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah no, that, that was okay. That, that one Did you have any, like, bit. do you have any parting shots, anything you wanted to know, or anything we wanted to talk about? Well, yeah, we're getting to that, uh, to that range of things. I mean, I wanted to, the, the biggest thing I wanted to chat about was, you know... Because, Sue, how has it been? Have people, because obviously you had the, the L.A. Times article and you were trained as the first woman on the Jungle Cruise or one of the first two. Um, I don't imagine it made a huge you impact in your life. But do you, but do, you, you are. do you feel that that was, you know, an important thing for you? I mean... Yes, I think so, because, like, I, I always thought it was unfair, because they had tried it in the 70s with four women, and I'm not sure, I can't remember who they were, and I, I can't remember how that, it didn't go well or something, they just didn't feel it was, like, right time, mm-hmm. and so then, when I just said it on a whim, and they trained us the next day, yep. I mean, 
Joy and I were just, it was pretty funny, actually. We had no idea what we were doing. We had no costume. We were trying to figure out what to wear. The second day, we wore the indie costume, so that right, was helpful. Right. But the first day, we looked hilarious. You should have seen what we had put what, together. What was it? It was like the Adventure Frontierland gaucho pants, and then we got some <laughs> other shirt. I I have no idea. It was just like an, an insane combat. And then black socks rolled down. I mean, we looked like idiots, but thank God that was just like the training day, like the first day. Um, and then... We, you know, you're repelled in the back by the train tracks and stuff, and you you see the jungle. You walk through everything in the belt, and then um, spieling. We had we didn't even memorize our spiel at all. So Paul Hersek was our trainer. And I remember day two, he said, "Okay." All of a sudden, people were getting on our boat. I'm going, "You are joking, aren't you?" Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget this. It's like a kid did get on my boat, and he just said, "Oh, great, a, a woman." And I said, at least I'll stop and ask for directions, so don't even go there. <laughs> and I was just like, me and Joy were like such smart asses. And then I didn't know the spiel, so I'd go through and go, over here we have, I don't know, it's just fabulous. Isn't that fabulous? Why did Paul and then, let you slide not knowing the spiel? Because we were Joy and Subi. But so, so? And then I was fabulous all the way around most of the time. I'd say, there's some toucans. There's a joke there somewhere, but I don't know what it is, so it's fabulous. And then um, Joy would get on. She did hers, and she didn't know the spiel either, so she's like, okay, there's like this tree over there, and there's some animals, and I don't know what's going on. Work with me, people. Hers was work with me, people. And it was like... (laughs) So perfect. We were so bad. But no, I kind of felt like the next day, I didn't realize it was going to make that big of an impact as far as... I was interviewed on a lot of news stations, um, one in Seattle Live, and Gil Skarnecki was on it with me, and um, uh some other news stations came down. Uh, I wasn't there at the time, but then they came back, and then I got a lot of... Um... That's for Lambert. Okay. Got, that must be a pretty a picture. No. no. Uh, I think... Um... Don't smile. Okay, just... I'll just like to... Yeah. Okay. Uh, the L.A. Times one, the Register, I have all those. And then they came also down, and they shot Joy Bast. At the time, they shot her in the canoes, because she finally learned canoes, so they did that, and then they yep. shot Phil Griego. We, we'd, like, cross trained and i'm just like going i don't see what the big deal is it's like so women on the jungle cruise guys on storybook and then people on main street they're like we don't want women on the main street vehicles with the horses that's wrong yep. and it's like really or the steam trains they were like against that but walt disney story had only women and guys wanted to work it yep. so narrations we had guys on it but you couldn't yeah and so. now steam trains i think is is if not a 50-50 split. It's, I don't think they're it, the first engineer on there, you know, like six or seven yeah. years of just female engineer. I don't think um, it makes any difference at all. It's just like, who's funny, who's not, who can do this, and who can't. Well, do they actually, like, is that the criteria? Is that one of the criteria, though, for working the Jungle Cruise, who's funny? Oh, no, not at all. It's, it it's, never was. No, no. It never was. But I, that's what I'm saying. It shouldn't matter if you're a man or a woman, but it, it how well can you deliver that spiel well, and do that? You know, take you through that adventure and that arc. Yeah, well, and I'm sure that at the time that if you're breaking that ground that you have people who are resistant to you, you know, who do the, oh, it's a woman thing, it, it, we put it out there that it's actually tougher for women because you either sound, um, if you're too, if you're too dry in your delivery, it sounds bitchy. So it either leaves you to sounding airheaded and up-tempo and all that, it's, just, it's a more limited range of how you can approach the jokes to it because, you know, we, like a guy, you can do a really dry delivery and really be a little grumpy and have it kind of be more in character. But with women, it's a, it's a trickier fit. Mm-hmm. Um, did, how long do you think it took you to kind of get everyone comfortable with your being there? A day yeah, for you, me. You, I don't know. I, I knew everybody around, already, so. yeah. 
Uh, so it wasn't that bad. Some people, I don't even know if anybody really said I anything negative. I wonder sometimes, actually, if like if, if guests or cast members, for that matter, are, are in any way averse to women working in the first place. Because yeah. I've been on plenty of gals' boats, and uh, um, they are just as funny or just as unfunny. Yeah, same with Storybook. Yeah. It's like you can have a really good female or male cast member delivering the spiel about the stories. It can come off really creepy. I mean, we're all like out there. We're all people we've all seen twice or false for the sixth time yeah. Yeah. in an hour. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's just the thing. Well, I, I think that I, even the time that I was there, there was definitely a guest bias toward male skippers. I mean, I, I heard it if not on a daily basis, on a regular basis. Um, but, I mean, you're, you're, you're na- <laughs> in the, in when I was, when I was trained in 02, you were name-checked in the training. I was? Yeah. Oh, that's mean, very my, impressive. My, my trainer, you're, you're a legend. Mm-hmm. and, you know, it is, uh... Who's your trainer? Um... Well, you should was, remember your, I well, remember no, no, all no. my trainers. Well, mine mm-hmm. was because there were two people stuck. It was, it was Kelly Pitts, who later became Kelly York, and then, uh, uh Kaz... Who was, I think I know that name, yeah. even though I said I didn't know her, but I might. Yeah, Kaz Lippert. Um, oh, she, yeah. Okay. Yeah she, a, she, yeah. she was in uh, narrations, I think. Yeah, so Kaz was around for a while. Um, yeah. But anyway, but no, so I mean, you were mentioning that in that regard, and I know a lot of other people that, you know, when I was chatting with with Chris Lambert, the very first question he, he asked me was, have you had Sue on yet? Mm. And pretty much everyone who I've talked to, you know, you were the touchstone for, you know, a generation in that era who... You know, broke the doors down and... <laughs> and a completely boring podcast right now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, you know, and here's the thing. I I told Laura this when we taped um, last week. I didn't... You don't need to be funny to have this be engaging and, and to be good stories. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we're here because the stories are what they are. It's not, you know... Like, we always like to talk about the celebrity stories because, you know, every, everyone has their fun things that stick out in their mind about people who they got to meet when they were at the park. Or... I actually had more fun with people I worked with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I had two most, the best crews on Big Thunder, like in different eras. Sure. So, it, you know, that's my fondest. And then narrations is really a lot of fun on Jungle, and I was the lead on Jungle for a while, and I had a blast. Yeah. I really liked it. Well, I, and I love the narrations concept. I mean, I think that they, they it becomes a, a more quality, because it's weird, because it's a ride with it. It's not in the entertainment side of the, the, the park, and it should be. You know, it's attractions, but the people don't get the training to be entertaining in the way that someone in a parade yeah, does or a really stage like, show. It's on sort of like one of the one of the, one of the unique things about it to me, mm-hmm. because you actually are enlisting people who aren't signing on to be entertainers, right? Yeah. To become entertainers, and therefore to kind of learn whether or not they have the. I'm getting texts from Lamberth right now. Um, 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 I see. Yeah, seriously. Um, but you are, you're, 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 you're not, you're not, you're not yeah. dealing with people who actually like are entertainers. Therefore, they're finding out whether or not they have the capacity. And the most gratifying thing about it is the people who find out that they in fact are. Yep. And, and there's funny. And, and there's been people who work, you know, on the attraction who, you know, have gone on to. I, a friend of mine is doing stand up right now. Has been on the ride for, you know, nine or ten years. Um, you know, there's of course there's the, the funny story with. The Kevin Costner thing. I actually talked to his agent, mm-hmm. and uh, the agent said, uh, "We don't think it's in Mr. Costner's interest to acknowledge his time at that job." Ah, that was a fun story. Uh, he just, mm. yeah. Which is funny because my quote, which I've always said, and I've repeated this because it's true. Kevin Costner says nobody. Kevin Costner was in fact the one who said, "You don't really grow up in Orange County without working at Disneyland." Yep, and that's true. It's true. 
Everybody I knew, like, out of high school, you'd go either work at Knott's Berry Farm or Disneyland. Yeah, you I prefer mean, to work at Disneyland. It's something of an exaggeration because mm-hmm. people go and work at uh, grocery stores and movie theaters. Sure. But all the same, he's, you know, it's, it still is one of the biggest employers of in Orange County, especially during the summertime. And he said he, you know, he, he worked on, I didn't even know he worked the Jungle Cruise, I don't remember that, but... Uh, yeah. He dated some face character, right? Who became his wife, something Probably. like that. I mean, I he had that experience that so many of us had, and um, um, he, uh, it, it, you know, he doesn't acknowledge that time really. Yeah, I, I thought it was a strange thing coming from his his agent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, or you know, maybe well, they, Sue's agent says the same they, thing. Yeah. Maybe yeah. they acknowledge yeah. it, but they don't really want <laughs> yeah, to dig into that. You've got her. She doesn't but, talk yeah. about yeah, that. <laughs> Well, Never. I, I only pestered her for a year and a half, and no, that's true. But she is; she's on the feminist vanguard, no question. Sue is actually named after Susan B. Anthony. I don't know if you am know I that. really? Yeah, okay. no, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that I makes my total mother knew sense. that. Yeah. yeah, but the nylon thing was a big deal too. That was yeah. like rough. Um, we they brought those back for some reason because some fat cow is on a storybook leaning over with her skirt too short and like her cellulite was hanging out and some executives walk by and they're like, Oh my God, they don't, this supposed to be wearing pantyhose. So then the next thing you know, we have to wear pantyhose and it's us and the tour guides. And I mean, I was just like, are you kidding me right now? It's like 110 degrees and we're going to be baking. And pant- you know how expensive pantyhose are, but they had them in the vending machines. We could buy them there. And I mean, <laughs> There were so many yeast infections going around. And that was at the time where you could not buy gynotrimin over the counter. You had to go to your box doctor, get an exam, and get the fucking prescription, right? So it was like so ridiculous. So it took me two years, but I worked with a couple people from Guest Relations and one other person, Chris Briggs from Fantasyland Attractions. And we started arguing that, like, the entertainment people who were doing the POGs, I don't know if you remember POGs, the POG yep. thing, yep. they were wearing shorts and knee socks. And we're like, why don't they have to wear nylons? Well, they're shorts. I go, but we're wearing a sport. And then we'd go and we'd do like a check on Village House with their skirts and their knee socks. We're like, why aren't they wearing nylons? Well, because they're long enough to cover it. No, no, no. Your policy says pantyhose everywhere. So we just went on it. We went on. We were horrible to everyone because we wanted to get rid of them because you're baking in the sun. It was like, a, it was like sourdough bread cooking right, in your toilet. Totally. It was horrible. <laughs> so, um, you're itching with a vegetable brush. Excuse me, kids. I got to just scratch here. Which so we just made for, yeah. Made for a great jungle cruise experience. Yeah, oh, for sure. But, for yeah, sure. we didn't have a jungle. It was storybook and everything else. But that the trailblazing for that was like we finally went up to Craig Smith and we had a meeting with him and we we started explaining to him uh, uh, yeast infections and we said, ask your wife how bad they are and if she ever were to have sex with you, you'd be hurting. You know, if she could if she could handle the pain. Uh, of you, then yeah, you're going to get it. It's really bad. And I said, it's just ridiculous. We're spending this much money on nylons and then they rip and then they look bad. I said, really? What's, just make people wear skirts longer. Have a check. You know, we just went off on it. So we, the next day they got rid of them. So I won that one too. So yeah. there you go. Oh, and I was at Rattlesnakes. I did do that too. I forgot about that. They had, they had Charlie one horse hats and stuff in a frontier land. And I was like a big rattlesnake advocate because I was in school at the time for herpetology. Oh, sure, sure. And they had the hats, and I was, that's when the rattlesnake roundups were really big, and I was just furious that we're selling that, but yet they could get rid of rabbit skins mm-hmm. and the raccoons, the hats, the real stuff. And I said, well, you know, those are like, they breed. They're constant. Rattlesnakes are going to go extinct. They protect your, you know, so I went crazy, and then I, they basically told me to screw off. I said, oh, you just wait. So I went to all the universities. Um, I called actually on the pay phones back then because you could do like a thing and charge it to Disney. It was fantastic. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was doing that and I called my professor at Cal Poly and then I got Harvey Fisher at the LA Zoo and we wrote all these letters and then I got my Herpetology Society and we wrote, they sent them these graphic videos and they pulled them. 
And then people were mad at me. They're like, God, you pulled those? I go, what, the eight hats that were in that shop? Offensive, <laughs> really? Are you making a commission on them? So they thought I was crazy. And I'm going, yeah, I am crazy. Sorry. So yeah, that's like a couple of things. And this is why your name checked in these podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> this is why your name checked. Sue B. Rattlesnake products. <laughs> Sue B. Too easy. Mm-hmm. So uh, do we want to talk about that little thing that you and Steve have done? or? I suppose so. I mean, it's, 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 it's kind of done. Yeah. I, 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 ran, I saw we, the video. We had a good run on our TV show. We ran eight seasons, and uh, you know, Steve uh, Steve did manage to pitch and get a television show on the air for eight, for eight years. Yep. So we can talk about it, but uh, there's well, we really can, not we, a whole lot to well, say. Well, we, we can keep it He's short. He's a spectacularly talented guy who's been a good friend for a long time, and uh, that's pretty much it. Um, and what a question. Yeah, what do you have? Well, no, I was going to say, there's a lot of... Uh, in, let's just fill people in who don't know what the hell we're talking about. Uh, TV show is Psych. Uh, was on the USA Network, uh, as you said, ran for eight seasons. There was a lot of uh, in Disneyland in jokes. There were some that, of them, yeah. There were, not a lot, but there were there were a few that if you're paying attention. Well, Steve and I wrote an episode about a theme park. Yep. And uh, we tried to actually like kind of stick as many Disney in jokes as possible. The studio and the network both didn't get the jokes, so a lot of them ultimately came out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, like the, do you want crow's nest or Hawkeye? Right. I still think that's hilarious. I'm, I'm the only one who got it, and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Right, right, right. So, so there were a lot of jokes that didn't make it in because they don't really, they weren't necessarily yeah. like for a wide audience. They were for a small audience of our friends. But I think ultimately, ultimately, like our Disney experience was kind of translated and you sort of like, sort of like, was manifest in um, the names of our characters. We named a lot of characters after people we were at the park. Mm-hmm. Um, Subi was one of them. That fact. was that was where I was going to. Yeah. <laughs> just one of the many. Yes, but you got Lassiter and McNabb. Yeah, and, yeah. Sure, Lassiter and McNabb were all people we worked with, and mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, so it's it's it, it, it the, the 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 park actually was like a uh, a very uh, rich source of material. It was, it was for, a garden of, of yeah. references to put in there so. for sure. Absolutely, like the haunted mansion stand. What was it? the episode with the sorority house? That was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that like that was like a haunted. There were a lot. Of yeah, but there. you were like make, he was explaining how that worked. Yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. And then, yeah. like, there was another one where well, you used stanchions. And like, what's a stanchion? You know those little from, step yeah. away from the stanchion. <laughs> I mean, the reason for that joke is because nobody knows those things are called stanchion <laughs> except for employees. <laughs> I was laughing. I it's like okay. There yeah. is a joke where Detective Lassiter says, "Step away from the stanchion," and it was entirely for us. But uh, but yeah, Steve loved working at the haunted mansion. That's what he yeah. you know when 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 the uh, when the merge happened, uh, he loved working there. I went to. Pirates. I did too. I loved mansion. I never got trained on mansion. I got trained on Splash. You could be in a foul mood all day in there or have a headache, whatever, and you just like, as long as you didn't have to go out to the foyer, you were great. See, it's funny because I got trained on Pirates and Splash. I liked working on Pirates okay because I got to work with Kimmy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so, so there was that. But, 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 but on Splash, I hated working that ride. My least favorite park attraction to work of all time. You didn't work Star Tours. Well, no, I didn't. Yeah. I only worked on the west side. Yeah. But I hated working on Splash Mountain because it was always cold in there. Yeah. Always cold. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Hated working on that ride. I think the uh, the best flattery about Psych was that uh, so many shows decided to go with very blatant rip-offs of the base mentalist and all of that stuff. Didn't you a make a compliment. reference to that, that in the, the show? The mentalist came after us. Well, that's yeah, what, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. saying is they... that, 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 that's their compliment to you is that oh, they ripped sure, off the premise sure. of the show. Although uh, I think we actually went to networks with the psych pitch, and they all passed, and then they bought the medalist. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is usually how it works. Is the, yeah. uh, they'll take the idea, and then those things just, just tweak just a little bit more. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, we got a lot of jokes out of the mentalist also. Yeah. Which is also still I on the air that, and yeah. making so much money. <laughs> <laughs> 
you had eight seasons, mental, though. Yeah. That's pretty good. Oh, for sure. That's really Long good. Long-running show. No, totally. You know, it's, 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 it's been a tremendous run, but I think the park's actually given us a lot of jokes. Yeah. I, I, yeah, that was always my... I would I would keep my ears open for those once I knew, mm-hmm. once I found out, so... Well, now, that, now you're in Comic-Con... Like yeah. local celebrities, you're next to the Torchwood people, like John Barrowman. Oh, for sure. They've been doing. Uh, Arrow was a lot of fun with him on it last season. I didn't like it. I yeah. tried. I, I I was I. It became my guilty pleasure last year. Mm, maybe I'm, I'm like, am I watching something on the CW? Really? And now they. I, get... I tried because Barrowman was in it, but then I just yeah. couldn't get into it. I, I liked that it was a had that little Lost-ish kind of mystery background thing running. And the, I guess. Yeah. Did and then, you try that show? Torchwood. Okay. No, no Arrow. Arrow. Oh no! But oh. Now, now they're doing the Tomorrow People. They're taking because that's just mine. This you know the seventies. Tomorrow 70s. People, where is <laughs> that would your be, best? That would be a much better show. Yeah. Tomorrow People, how long would you last? If if it was about a telekinetic reggae organization, mm. the CW would have such a great hit. But uh, mm. no, they're mining the seventies BBC ITC uh, Tomorrow People show, mm-hmm. and they're rehashing it for a new generation. So I've already uh, been unlost. Well, here's all, here's Lamberth's t- texts that say you must be this would recording be Christopher with my Lamberth. buddy Kyle. Okay. Remember that time on Jungle when Sue B was being trained with Joy Weber as the first woman? Oh yeah, I was there. So there you go, Lamberth. Okay. Has figured okay. into our so, podcast. Yeah, Chris you, has to he has to edge his way into everything. Doesn't he does. He? he does that a lot. Uh, have you had him on your podcast? Yeah. Have you I, had I him had, at all? Really? Well, yes. Okay. You know, <laughs> he is a handsome man. Yes. And how could I say no? He was a casual, seasonal, under. Yeah, it was a very casual. No, wait, thing, wait. He so. was. Was it God, work? I had, a high locker, I had a locker no, had downstairs orange, with him. He used to get mad at us because he had the orange time card, him and Noel Cox. Yeah, yeah. And we used to like, well, we used to do things to his orange time card. And oh, then really? we used to always tease him about the orange. He used to get really sensitive about that. I had a locker. So let's very, let's bring very, very well, You know, what we should bring up is that I had a locker downstairs with him and he used to wear this little bikini underwear at the time. Oh, that's kind of freakish. Yeah, that's it was wild. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would, some thing. Yeah, sometimes I would throw a coat I could see that about him, so. Yeah, I don't think he wears them anymore. Chris, do you still wear those little Chris, do you still underwear? Wear the underwear? We want yeah. to know. We'll, we'll follow up with him on that one. I'm pretty sure we don't. When are you doing podcast with him? Uh, again, I don't. You know, I I'll do another one with him. I'll have him on as a as a two timer. I think he'd be a good two timer. Two timer. Yeah, it seems like a, a kind of two timer kind of guy, don't you think? For sure. So no, he was. I had him on with um, uh, Bruce Graham. I think it was Bruce. Oh and yeah, him. he's an old timer. Yeah, I think it was old timer. I think no, it was not. Bruce. He, he worked for a very short time in the nineties. Well, I thought it was before that. Bruce. Do I have the wrong guy? Yeah, you're yeah, thinking probably. about Bruce Kimbrell. No, I know Bruce. Who doesn't know Bruce Kimbrell? For God's sakes. No, I'm, I don't know. I think a lot of the people who are listening to this, who you just mentioned, they don't know Bruce Kimbrell. Yeah. Oh. Um, but anyway, I, I can't remember whether it was Chris and Grant. I think it was Chris and Grant were on the, were on hmm. together. Hmm. But I've had. Uh, James Greathouse and then Bruce Graham on together as well. So. Wow, a lot of the people I worked with and you worked yeah. with. Well, like I said, we'll get. I said I mostly was on Big Thunder with a lot of them, you know, sure. and because um, none of them wanted to work on the Jungle Cruise anymore. Yeah, kind of. That was sort of how it was. The you know, but the yeah, jungle, yeah you have it, to have that break. You have to have that break, break. and then you. But get, then I was on Thunder so much, I was constantly training and stuff, and I don't remember half the people I trained. It's kind of a fog. I might have trained Laura. I don't remember. I remember Many things are a fog for me. It's that's. I mean, we've done fifty plus episodes, and I try to remember everything. And I mean, we created our I own can't. musical one year on Big Thunder back in the eighties, early eighties, with John Malloy and Eddie Marquez and Marv Torres and um, Eddie Marquez, was Ed Ramsey. He was the shop. Yeah, store. he was. But we did our own version of Subita, 
And that's when Evita had just come out, and it was, like, really big. It had been 1979, it came out in L.A., but then it came back. And we would do it over the Big Thunder queue, and we'd do our own version. And each person would have a role and break into... It was really bad and stupid, but we had fun. Are you a musical theater person? I was at the time. I was a theater major. Then I changed to zoology herpetology. Became obsessed with the reptile world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, that and, was fun. And not so many good Broadway musicals about reptiles? None at all, yeah, actually. Yeah, it's really surprised. None, none. Now what? Any, Nothing, any alert? Matt Liker, no. let Matt Liker. Oh, Matt Liker. Um, uh, yeah, he, 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 uh, he, you're talking about things you don't remember. Matt Liker actually, like, on August 8th sent me, like, a thing on Facebook about how he remembers me, um, how he was actually in Safeway the other night and he heard uh, Don't Pay the Ferryman over the over the speaker, the oh, Krista Berg uh, song. Berg, yep. Yeah, and he remembers. Um, he remembers the. Uh, he remembers me singing the Lady in Red song along with the tin- the Trinidad Steel Drum Band while we were unloading. Oh, unloading the boats. Yeah, yeah. yeah you could do some I, crazy things. I, night times were so much easier yeah. to do stuff too. It, like night shifts were better. Day shifts were kind of a little bit more serious. Sadly, you know, because night you sort of cut loose. Yeah, I have a distinct memory of you singing Lady in Red over your jungle mic. Along with the steel drum band, and then launching into a lengthy spiel about Christaberg's lesser-known hits while the boat was while the boat floated. <laughs> well, don't don't pay the ferryman. I think it was my first MTV video that I remember. Yeah, well, there's also high on emotion. High on emotion. That song that was he, a good one too. He, he was huge in the UK. I mean, he, yeah. he had you know a ton of albums, but. Uh, so yeah, so so, so my it's funny how you say a lot of things actually you don't remember because Matt Liker clearly remembers that very vividly. Yeah, I have no recollection of that. Yeah. Well, like I said, it's, it's the fog, jungle fog. I just mm-hmm. say, like, so there were, the unload was a great time because you could basically, no one was paying attention to you, yeah. so you could talk Yeah, you just ramble you and do things and talk to people. And or you were trying to make the unloaders laugh. Yeah. yeah. That was the joke. You were or they always, were trying to make you laugh, one of the two. Yeah, you were always trying to make the, and I noticed as well when I ride the jungle boat ride that they don't grab you anymore. When you get on the boat, that's a safety thing, though. They don't. They don't grab you the way. And I remember it so they vividly. Don't elbow, they, don't the do most, the, they don't do the elbow. Uh, yeah, the I still use it, by the way, because my mom is getting so much older. When I have to grab her, I use the Jungle Cruise grab. Elbow grip. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but you know, I wonder if sort of like if it was ever kind of like suggested to middle management how how how, how unhygienic it is. Right, we had to touch every up. fucking well, person, okay, that yeah. got off that ride, and it was. You know, again, on on, on, on an August day, hot. okay, you're grabbing you're grabbing arm and you're grabbing arm, you're grabbing above the elbow, below the you're touching thousands of people an hour. Yep. And then you're like, you know, you're wiping your eyes and you're yeah. wiping your ears, just like how sick must Well they they put Purell. They have a little Purell dispenser. But they now, didn't they didn't but... do it back then. No, and yeah. that's that doesn't you still need to wash your hands. We you touched know, I've been everyone. through safe serve. Yep. For 12 hours. I know. You know how that works. Yeah, it's just a mess. But we did. We touched all those people, like, in 1989. You know what I mean? It was just yeah. like, we touched... Well, constant. Same with Storybook. It's the same kind same of... Same thing. We used to wear those white gloves yeah. in the summer, and people would always say, so why are you wearing the gloves? I'm like, so we don't have to touch you. I can't remember <laughs> when I was on Storybook. We had some really great crews. I had Kim Cummins, Kim Keyes, Diane Judd, Joy Meeky. I mean, we... you might want to call that the bitchy crew. We were also very good, but it was like we didn't put up with any shit. No co-pilots either. No co-pilots. What's a co-pilot? When they put the kid on top of the boat with you. And they would do that just to piss you off. Here's a co-pilot. I fucking hate you. And you'd go through the whale. You're going to fucking But the co-pilot. I'm going to knife you. I'm going to cut you. At at some point, I'll get, um, you were talking Noel Cox. Yeah. Uh, there's Noel a video. Would be a great person. Oh yeah, yeah he's there's, hilarious. Well, he's still working for the resort. I know. Um, oh, I see he is. Yeah, yeah, he is. Works on the animation building over there. Oh, okay. But there's a video of him doing a storybook trip. Uh, that is 
absolutely one of the craziest, funniest things you'll oh, ever yeah, see. He's a good dude. So I'll I'll see if I ever get a link to that. I'll I'll pass it along. You've got to see the. We got to show you the Jungle Cruise movie too. Oh, I would love to. I would love to see. Is it? Did someone put it on YouTube yet? Or no? Is it? It's Jer- Jerry's really. Um, why? Cautious. Why is I he guess. so cautious? Because about they it? made him, you know, all those decla- dis- we, You can't do those anymore. Well, we did Disney Rain, all that stuff. Right, I remember those. Uh, but the Jungle Cruise movie is pretty funny. The four girls are like, we're trying to get on the Jungle Cruise, four women, myself, Sharon Gray, Arlene, and Karen. And we all tried to go on the Jungle Cruise to work because we were sent over because they were shorthanded. And Terry J's freaking out. He's the lead at the time. And. We start to work it, but then they kick us off. They say, we can't have girls on here. And that's part of the middle part of it. But there are other parts that are really funny. It's everybody's spiel just yep. cut. Because I've seen the poster. I've seen mm-hmm. someone who did a poster for it. Yeah. And I saw that that was out there. So, But it's parts of it are really funny, and you see some very interesting spiels. And that's what I remembered when I started spieling were those spiels. Yep. Like bits and pieces of those funny spiels. Ha, ha, ha. Hardy har har. <laughs> so yeah, I should probably try and get you a copy, or I can reach out to you if you're available October 14th. October yeah. 14th. To I don't know if you'd want to drive out to Ladera Ranch, Tom Meslovich's. Yeah. I'll find out if of they course. were game. You could like. Yeah, I'd, love to, I'd love to sit. Around. I'd love to sit down with people and just rotate through and tell stories, and that's the all whole point of it. Is just we'd all know. like we we all talk over each other, so it's that's just fine. a train wreck of information that's Ooh. but I they're, think, they're I, think I think that's i think that's uh we could use it as a subtitle for the episode because i try to mm-hmm. put a little fun title in there yeah uh train wreck of information yes it is because it would be ed cunningham and john verdone and yeah. rick williams and Tom, tommy cast with the rude brothers because there were the rude brothers and there were the vicious sisters mm-hmm. and shada especially because she was persian she would just go off on people in persian and then she'd flip them <laughs> off and and people would come back not on jungle cruise that would be on big thunder obviously cuz that's pre-jungle but i just never forget that i'm like what did you just say to them i go i told him he's a fucking asshole and i said what if he speaks persian i don't give a shit you know <laughs> cuz <she'd hide. laughs> and they would come back like where's that girl that flipped me off i don't know what you're talking about so now you know we'd be hiding her in the office we're like get in the office you stupid thing oh my god she was hilarious she was a she was a fireball yeah, that's why I called the, the Vicious Sisters, yeah. Or we'd put the lap bars down really tight. So tight <laughs> 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 we just had brute and perfume. Yeah. Have we, uh, yeah. I hope we've answered all your questions. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. I think the takeaway is that uh, it's stuck with you. It's definitely been something that you've carried over into your life in some way. Well, no. Now, well, well you, for sure. I mean, a lot of the friends that I have now are people I worked on that ride with. Yep. I mean, it was more so... More so than high school, actually. Oh, yeah. I I, all my friends school. are from Disney. It you know, seems like school, they're college. all my closest friends. Yeah. 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 No. I think when I was doing my wedding invite list for for my side of it, pretty much everyone who wasn't family was Disney. Yeah. Well, I mean, you just, know, I don't tend to be as nostalgic about it because I think about it as a job. I mean, it was a special time oh, yeah. in my life, for sure. But, I mean, it was, you know, I knew as many really, you know, lame people that I worked with, many of whom may think I'm lame. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> right? Exactly. But, you know, again, I think as a young person, when you're 19 years old, you're working with union labor for the first time. Yeah. Yep. You know, you're actually being supervised by a real manager for the first time. I mean, these are sort of like, kind of like life experiences. It was a step a up from Carl's time. Jr. for me. Right, yeah. exactly, right? Yeah. You know, the Christmas oh, tree farm was it, not it, like and that. And it is the first time that union, I mean, that people were getting exposed to that. And those rules and everything you had to do, deal with that was a different, you know, category for people. Mm-hmm. No, and then I went and became a school teacher, and then I was a union laborer again. And then, I, you know, currently I'm a union laborer as well. I've been I've been union laborer my whole life. Are you? Yeah, I've only been once. Yeah, yeah. Disney. So you know, but but yeah. but but the park was kind of like the first experience with that. 
Uh, this is yeah. certainly ending on a whimper, isn't it? Yeah, uh, kind of that down. No, it's, it's late <laughs> in the day. I'm so depressed. It's, like, it's, it's the alcohol. Yeah. It's getting worth that, you know, alcohol, the alcohol. what? Come on. worn off. Are we going to have more alcohol? I, I, I've done a couple episodes. We did one in Seattle with guys from my era who, it was more of a, uh, let's get drunk at a bar and record it. But it, oh. there were some good, there were some good jungle stories that came out of it. But, um, yeah, I, I, I kind of balance between... The serious episodes, we talk, you know, a little history, and we, like we've been doing here, and then every once in a while, they'll just be, uh, the bull gets shot a little bit too much, and well, we, we, we told, border yeah. on more entertainment than we are history, well, so. Truth be told, that's maybe because Sue and I don't really remember vividly our day-to-day. I remember the grind of it. Yeah. And I, 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 I do, too. I mean, and like I said, Thunder is more, and Circle Vision and, and things, we weird things I did in other attractions, too, also yeah. kind of, oh, yeah, Jungle was in there, too, but. Well, you that's, know, and that's why even though the, the feminine podcast protection things like the tampons, yeah. I remember like the <laughs> time on the boats. See if anybody would notice, they did <laughs> so last funny. a long time. They just stretch and just like, it was fascinating. Yeah, well, they're very advanced. They really yeah. are. <laughs> See, and you were a trailblazer with your use of those feminine mm-hmm. hygiene products in Earrings, a Disney environment. Yeah, name tags, it's Kotex. Oh, we, oh, they were also really good for phones. Like mm-hmm. you put them on the phone, so you'd have a cushion when you were talking on the phone. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, so you don't get ear fatigue. Exactly. So, exactly. So those were good for that. Yeah. The guys didn't like that very much. They freaked out yeah. a little bit. Shoulder too much. pad, yeah. too big a shoulder yeah. pads that big, way. We made sure we got the biggest one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maxi, maxi, <laughs> maxi, maxi. Yeah, and then the, I remember one got loose, so and it said flow, right and it was now. just floating around the canal. That was on Storybook, though, because it was just floating around. And we're like, oh, someone's got to get that Kotex out of the canal because <laughs> everybody can see it. You know, you're yeah. like, oh, look. Okay. Yeah, it's like yeah, that would be that's uh, a big you old just cup- use no, the phrase. It. Somebody's got to get that Kotex out of the canal. <laughs> No, that's you, what you just said. You, you, <laughs> you just have to theme it. It's uh, it's. But how do you grab it without causing a scene? But it does say flow on it. F L O. Send out a send out a deadhead. Well, yeah. People that grab it. Well, guys, thank you, thank okay. you a ton. I know we've been uh, planning this for an awfully long time, and I hope that it's you know not yep. been met expectation wise. I don't know. I hope that it was. You know, I'm worth just it happy for to you hang for the time. So I know, I'm happy to have a tile. I have no idea what you wanted. I mean, it's like, okay, there, yeah. I, I don't have expectations because yeah. that's expectations are the killer of entertainment. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just hang out with people and get to make new friends. And like I said, it's been so long on Facebook. I feel like we're acquaintances of some sort online. Well, so if we, if you can get together on that that next date or whatever, yeah. I'll have to find the. Yeah, old, I have the newspaper clippings because I'm a narcissist too, and I have to keep pictures. <laughs> yeah, I would love. I would love if you those, can yeah. if you can give me a picture or scan of the papers. I I would be very. I think uh, I have an extra paper. <laughs> so yeah. all right, guys. Well, 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 no, no my experience of the Joker is totally in, insignificant compared to Subi's. No, you no, know, it's yours not. is no, yours is better because you like. You know, no, I was like, I, I, I was a drone. I was, I was like Daryl Riddell, man. I was a workhorse. I was working Darryl every day. Riddell, that was a name I haven't heard. Yeah, I see him on the train sometimes. So oh, okay. Still works there. All right, so here All we right. go, guys. Thank, okay. thank you so much, and uh, Kungaloosh to everyone. We will chat with you soon. Thank you.
James. 